Well, hello, friends. Welcome to January 30th, to Friday, and we come to the end of 2022. So first thing I want to say is Happy New Year to you and yours, and thank you for taking this journey through Psalms with me by way of enough for today. Thank you for letting me speak into your life and share the Word of God with you every day. It has been uh, almost, I think we're going to be approaching our third anniversary here pretty soon. Um, and so that is remarkable. Let me think about that. 2021, 21 to 22, 22 to 23. Yep, three years. Three years through the Psalms, and we're just over halfway. So I guess this is going to be a five to six year project. And, um, and yet, how transformational has it been? I don't know for you, but for me, it's been totally life-changing. Immersing into the Psalms just for a few minutes every day has given me a perspective on this longest book of the Bible uh, and how it interacts, how it interweaves into so many other portions of Scripture and the historical narratives and so many other aspects of it, prophecies and promises and gospels and all of it. Well, I just wanted to take a minute today on Friday to visit with you. We're not going to start a new psalm yet. We'll do that next week. But um, first of all, this week in Emmanuel, uh, normal service schedule, celebrating the new year, families together in church, 9 and 1030. So we'll bring in the new year together. Look forward to that. And then uh, next Wednesday, we will begin the new year with a, a night of prayer and Lord's table. So I hope you'll carve that out, mark it out on your schedule and dedicate that time to come out on Wednesday. There's nothing um, uh, the last two weeks on Wednesday nights, but this coming uh, Wednesday, uh, the the third, fourth, uh, that there will be. We'll have Lord's table, and we will pray in our new year together as a church, and we'll ask God to lead us and guide us and go before us as he has now for many years together. But I want to encourage you personally for just a few moments. You have a new year before you, and I want to encourage you not to just default in or crash in or collapse into the new year. I want to encourage you to be deliberate about it. Um, and there's a variety of ways that I try to be deliberate about the new year. So let me talk to you um, about a few of them. First of all, I, I choose my reading plan and my, my personal walk with the Lord. I just focus on um, being faithful in my personal time with Jesus because that is the wellspring out of which everything else flows. Secondly, I think about my marriage and my family, and Dana and I have already spent a lot of time in the last couple of months looking at the calendar for 2023 because it integrates, our personal calendar integrates so much with our ministry and our church calendar and so many wonderful opportunities and so many people that we love and care for. So, um, but lay out the calendar. When will you engage in various aspects and purposes of your life? Um, what are your priorities? And I speak specifically of marriage and family because Dana and I, before we commit to a lot of other things, we get on the calendar uh, times to retreat together, times of vacation and break, times to catch our breath and make some good memories. And so uh, we're very deliberate about that. And we've, we've actually made it a point some years ago, I asked our deacons to expand a little bit my time of flexibility, and they were gracious to do that. Um, because when you're, when you're in um, full-time pastoral ministry, there's very little separation between personal and um, ministry and work life, if you would call it that. Uh, there's very little separation between calling, um, identity, and, and, and function. Um, and so, and in fact, we live on site at church. So it's, it's just one of those things that we need a little separation to keep our own mental sanity and uh, to stay healthy spiritually. So anyway, uh, marriage and family, what, what are your priorities? How will you build a schedule 
that honors your marriage, builds a, a healthy relationship, cultivates a healthy relationship? How will you tend your family in a way that gives them enough time in a given week? Um, I think thirdly of my church. Now I speak first as a church member before I speak as a pastor. I speak as a kid that grew up with parents that prioritized church, that prioritized our investment and our family commitment and our devotion to growing up with a community, with a fellowship, with a body of believers. And so I challenge you in the same way. It, you, you, it, the Christian life is not designed to be a solo journey. I encourage you, wherever you are, to, to commit to gathering with your church family, to building relationships, to growing in groups, to serving on a, on a ministry team, to worshiping together with the congregation. You'll see that throughout Scripture. You'll see that throughout the Psalms. We're called to worship together in the congregation of the Lord. God always called his people together to encourage, to worship him, to grow together, to be together as a nation, as tribes, as families, and, and in, the, in the 21st century as local church bodies, as the body of Christ. So I think about my giving goals. I think about my goals to grow personally and to commit to serve with Dana and uh, on and on we could go. So my personal walk with the Lord, my family commitments, my church commitments. Now these are my three top, my top three priorities as a person. And I just challenge you, if you're going to seek first the kingdom, it's going to be your personal life with Jesus. It's going to be your immediate family commitments that, that the shepherding of your own home and leading of your own home. And then thirdly, it's going to be the kingdom purposes unfolding through you, through your church family together, serving God, making a difference where you are. For us, that's Emmanuel. For us, that's uh, New England, our region, uh, being a, a lighthouse in this region. And then beyond letting the gospel flow out beyond our walls to the world, blessing pastors, encouraging and equipping the next generation of leaders and equipping and blessing and supporting missionaries and church planters around the world. So then beyond that for me, as would be for you, would be, um, uh, let's just say, vocational opportunities. So for me, you know, it's all married together, ministry and pastoring and writing and teaching and doing different things. Uh, for you, it, there's probably some separation between your church world and your career, uh, your vocation. But nonetheless, God's put you in that place, right? He's called you to that. So what are your career goals? What are your vocational goals and aspirations? And how do they honor the Lord? And by the way, they're honorable if you do them to the glory of God for the kingdom of God. Uh, God's given you those opportunities. So seize that opportunity and be the best laborer you can for the glory of God and for the kingdom of God. If he's given you the gift of making money, make it and invest it into the kingdom uh, and bless others with it. If he's given you the gift of organ organizing and project management, then organize and project manage for the kingdom and for the glory of God. And be the best representative of Jesus that you can be in the marketplace and uh, set the best goals you can. How will you grow academically this year? How will you grow uh, intellectually in your skills, in your abilities? Um, and by the way, you never outgrow growth. You never outgrow uh, learning. I get to finish a degree program this year. I've been working on it for years. Uh, it's, it's been at least, let me think about this, it's been at least six or seven years in process. Um, and uh, I get to finish it this year and graduate in May. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm, but anyway, what are your goals? What's God given you? Uh, and what could you start that might be a five-year plan or a 10-year plan? Uh, what would you dream? What are your next dreams? I uh, pulled into the hospital this past week to make a hospital visit. 
and it was on Christmas Day. And uh, I got to thinking, you know, the hospital is probably the most lonely place on planet Earth on Christmas Day. And, and I got to thinking, if, if I didn't have any place to go on Christmas or anybody to minister to, I think I'd go to the hospital. Uh, I think I'd pack up, you know, a, a big Christmas lunch and just walk the halls of the hospital looking for people that needed food and needed encouragement and needed the gospel. Uh, there's so many opportunities, so many ways to set new goals, to uh, birth new dreams, to get imaginative and creative and let the, uh, the, the God of the universe who lives within you lead you to be a difference-making person this year. You say, well, I'm, I'm not a world-changing kind of person. Well, good news, neither am I. But there's somebody in your path that you can serve and love well this year. There's some step, there's some opportunity, there's some open door that God has set before you. And you could be afraid of it, you could procrastinate, or you can take the first step. And then you can take the next step, and then you can take the next step. And what I'm talking about is bigger than New Year goals or New Year aspirations. I'm talking about, uh, uh, let, me, let me back up. It's bigger than just, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. My mind's a little tired. Um, resolutions. It's bigger than resolutions. You know, these things we do for two or three weeks and then we fall apart. Um, no, I'm talking about really digging deep into some trajectory, life-setting um, intentionality and deciding what, how will you serve God in the new year? How you, will you become a better servant of your God in the new year? How will you steward the opportunities, the time, the resources, the gifts, the abilities he's given to you for his glory? Seize the day, my friend. Think about it. Spend some time with the Lord, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Quiet your life. Focus. Think ahead. Listen to the Spirit of God and let him lead you. You'll be glad you did. So happy Friday. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year.